Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And we are live at the fair, and it's Saturday at 1 o'clock, and that means Tech Talk. Doug Swinhart is joining us here on the porch. Next Saturday, we have uh, Tommy Football on the air, uh, starting at 1 o'clock, the season opener. Uh, small college football. We'll have the Tommies again this season. But uh, Doug is here today, and let's throw out those numbers. 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That is 81807. So uh, we invite you to uh, call. Uh, we invite you to text. Uh, we've got a couple of texts, but Doug, welcome to the fair. Good to see you. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here, Steve. Yeah, no, we, we talked. I, I think in all our years doing the show together out here, this may be the coolest day. Very unusual. I, I felt a sprinkle uh, a moment ago, but otherwise cloudy, comfortable. 68 degrees here at the porch at the State Fair. Hard to beat it. I think people coming out today will be surprised. It's a nice day. I wouldn't avoid comp- being worried about the rain. Bring an umbrella, bring a poncho, and I think you can buy stuff here too, them little plastic bags, just let the good times roll. Yeah, so not a bad day at all. Uh, We should point out, though, uh, the phone numbers, uh, those are valid, as always, 651-989-9226. You can send your text to 81807. I get them here on my Chromebook, right here on the porch at the fair. Doug, one of the things I wanted to bring up out of the gate, we we visit about it time to time, and... uh, I always keep my desktop or that home screen on my computer as clean as possible. I, I keep things organized in folders. But uh, out of the gate, I wanted to talk about a clean desktop uh, means uh, a happy computer and a well-running computer. It really does. If we're saving files on our desktop, and this isn't just PCs, this is Macs, Linux computers, whatever you have. When you're saving the entire file on the on the desktop, we're actually robbing our system of precious random access memory, and that will force our computers to run off the hard drive, which, as fast as hard drives are, they pale in comparison to the speed of RAM. So we want to keep that RAM as free as possible. That's really good advice. Yeah, and it's one of those things. And knowing the difference between putting full-blown files on the desktop and, and shortcuts. You bet. I, I, I sit down at my other job at someone's computer, and, and they have a ton of shortcuts. I don't know how you find anything that way. Now, people work in their own way and that sort of thing, but uh, putting full-blown files out there is a bad thing. You're going to re- have trouble. It really is. And shortcuts on the desktop, I'm of the same mindset. I like a clean desktop, but at the same time, if people are going into these things multiple times per day, a shortcut on the desktop is okay, but don't save folders and files on the desktop. Shortcuts, good. Files and folders, not so much. All right, uh, another thing that's come up a lot lately is a program you use to keep your complete uh, computer clean. Let, let's run that by because people get confused or are maybe driving or don't have something to write down, but kind of cleaning up temp files and making sure that 
Uh, it's a housekeeping program. Yeah, and it's uh, by a company called Piriform, and it's called Sea Cleaner. And it's spelled C-C-L-E-A-N-E-R, Sea Cleaner. And by the way, Steve, this is available for a Mac and PC. So no matter what operating system you have, you really should get Sea Cleaner. You can get the free version, and it will stay free forever. But I highly, highly suggest to people when they finally understand what this thing does, cleans your temp files, cleans your history, cleans your recycle bin, keep your computer up to date. It will actually even optimize the registry file in Windows, and it's perfectly safe. After they've had it for six months to a year, I do encourage people to purchase it. We want to keep them guys in business. All right, spell it again, though, if people uh, sure can't get it time number one. Uh, C Cleaner, C-C-L-E-A-N-E-R, C Cleaner. It's very simple. Go and get it. All right, is that one of those programs that you put out there when you set up a computer for someone? I mean, is that is that one of those mandatory ones? Oh, a computer never leaves my house without it. Never, ever. Never, ever. All right, what are some of the other things that you generally like to have on a new install? Um, if I do a clean install and I see that they don't have Office, I will always put on Libre, uh, L-I-B-R-E, office.org. LibreOffice.org. Wonderful. You can open, edit, and save any Microsoft Office file with Libre. It's just a must-have. Even if you have Microsoft Office, I recommend putting it on your computer so you can actually save it in different versions of Microsoft Office. That will help out your family. That's an absolute must. I generally will put on TeamViewer so I can connect up to them remotely if they have a problem. I make sure that their Adobe is up to date, and other than that, just let the good times roll. Yeah, and Labre is a miracle. We, t- we talk about Gmail and free Gmail accounts all the time, but uh, it- it's hard to beat. It's one of those where you're kind of like, what? How-, how do they do this? Yeah, well, open source, and here's the thing that I was reading last week about Labre. Their donations last week were way up. Now, you can have Labre because it's open source. You can have it for free forever. But here again, I recommend to people that they understand how the open source community works. They rely on donations. After you've had this office suite for a year or so and you feel it's worth $25, $50, by all means, log on to their website and donate. You'll get a nice thank you. It's that simple. But you're under no obligation to do so. But here again, let's be fair. Let's keep the project moving forward. Yeah, because there is no such thing as a free lunch. These people have a lot of money invested and put a lot of time in keeping these programs updated and running. And just like you and I, we're all working for a living, and they got families to feed and house payments to make, and let's keep them going in the right direction. All right, let's get those phone lines going. Tech Talk with Doug. Once again, our phone number is 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That is 81807. So our text line uh, is pretty wide open, and our phone lines are pretty wide open as well. And we remind you, now is the time to call or text because uh, chances are we get a backlog and aren't able to get anything or all the calls in by the end of the program. From the text line, um, can you share a Gmail account? I don't know how that would work. I suppose if you had the same login and the same password, you could probably share one. But um, I suggest that they learn more about Google Apps. If they each have their own Gmail account, you can actually share calendars, share Google Drive, and share contacts 
with another Gmail owner. That's probably a smarter way to go. So the answer is you can kinda, but I suggest that each person have their own Gmail account and just set up the sharing under the apps. That is still the biggest no-brainer in oh. the computing world, isn't it? Well, I mean, I, I haven't found anything that compares. You, you really can't. I, I, you know, with with a Gmail account, people are worried about saving their files. I set them up with a Gmail account. We take those USB files or their external hard drives. Still a good idea to have that off the computer, but drag and drop it on Google Drive. Now you've got a full copy up in the cloud as well, and it's free. Yeah, hard to beat free. Yeah. Um, let's go back to LeBray for a moment. How do you spell LeBray if someone's in the market? Remember, uh, Word docs, Excel, spreadsheets, it's a real Swiss Army knife when it comes to those sorts of things. How do you spell it? Uh, L-I-B-R-E, office, L-I-B-R-E-O-F-F-I-C-E dot O-R-G, not dot com, not dot net. This is a dot org. And they'll take you right to the website. You can pick. And by the way, here's another open source software that's available for the Mac as well as the PC. I love Libre. It's a full office suite. You can open, edit, and save any Microsoft Office file. Excel spreadsheets, Word docs, PowerPoint, Access. It'll pop them right open. All right, Tech Talk underway at the fair. Doug is here. My name is Steve. Dan Cook, our studio coordinator on the grounds. We have Jonathan Lowe in the studios downtown. Uh, Big crew putting it all together today. Let's go to the phone lines. Bob and Fridley. Bob, you're on the air. Hello. Hi. uh, I got a question about a speed test. Um, I was sitting in my living room. My sister's got an iPad Air 2, and I got this Toshiba laptop. It's a satellite, and I got 8.1 on there, and my sister did the speed test, and it's that UCLA or whatever it is, and uh, she got a 66 megabytes per second. I got a 13, and I was just wondering if there's something I need to do to my laptop. Or is, uh, we're using Wi-Fi, and it's a Comcast thing. Uh, you're, if you're both running wired, your Wi-Fi adapter probably is not training up at the new 802.11ac. Hers is probably training up at 802.11ac. You're using 802.11 B, G, or N. Now, with that said, there are a number of things that you can do to accelerate your Internet, even in Windows 8. Microsoft tells us there's no need to actually tweak that stuff. I personally disagree. First of all, if your computer is running at top, you might be a perfect candidate to run CCleaner. might make a huge, huge amount of difference. In addition to that, depending upon the age of your Toshiba, check to see if you have both 2.4 gigahertz and 5.0 and 5.0 gigahertz. Take, try it at the 5.0. Check the channels. You're going to get, but I doubt that you're going to get the same speed as that iPad. But you should be getting better than 8 megabits per second with your Toshiba. And if there's something I can help you with next week, feel free to give me a call. All right, we need to take a quick break. We'll come back with more Tech Talk. Here are the phone numbers, 651-989-9226. 
9226-651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That is 81807. We'll have more from the fair in a moment. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. It is Tech Talk. We're live at the fair, and here are the numbers, your calls. Welcome If you're having problems with your computer, hardware, software, whatever, feel free to call the program. Once again, 651-989-9226. And uh, a friendly reminder, now's a good time to call because later in the show we get awful busy and we can't get to all of those. Uh, Let's jump to the text line, Doug, and uh, get into a couple of things there. Um, routers, generally your internet service provider will provide the router, uh, whether that's Xfinity, Comcast, CenturyLink, they're the biggies. Um, and if you live outside of the cities, wh- whoever you work with, they're going to supply the routers. So in general, people don't need to go out and buy their own router, do they? Yeah, you know, 10 to 15 years ago, that was a big issue. You could go out and you could spend a hundred to two hundred dollars on a router, and you could increase your speed and have a lot more flexibility. Today, that's not true. With routers being updated from Comcast Xfinity almost on a weekly basis, and the same things going on with CenturyLink, and the equipment that they supply customers, I think for the ten dollar a month rental, just cannot be beat. Well, if it goes bad, and we've had routers go bad, we had a big lightning hit at the house, fried the router. Um, Within a day or two, they had a new router out, plugged it in, away we go. It was updated. Uh, You know, it's just hard to beat that. Well, you know, this particular part of the Internet, this bridging from house to router to Internet backbone, has become more complex over the past 10 years. And having their equipment all coordinated and synced up right out of the boat is huge. I mean, it really is big. And the routers that are being supplied by CenturyLink and Comcast Xfinity today, it's phenomenal equipment. People don't realize that this is the entire hub for your outside communication from your house. It's a tremendous little piece of equipment. You know, one of the things we've brought up from time to time, and it's been a while, are those range extenders. And I have an old house, stucco walls, uh, there's brick, this thing was built in the 50s. I have a a masonry fireplace that goes from the slab in the basement all the way up through the roof. You bet. So we've had some problems with signal. We slapped one of those little extenders. It it happens to be a Belkin. We got it at Target. Uh, We've had it for three years now, maybe. Tremendous little pieces of equipment. Those things work. Yes. And they will coordinate... What this is, this is actually just a bridge extending your Wi-Fi. So you're still, that particular piece of equipment on the other side of that extender is still being controlled by the main router. It's just increasing the Wi-Fi signal. And I'm glad you brought up your house with the stucco and the stone fireplace. Wi-Fi, wireless inside of a house, it's not a perfect science. And sometimes these $20, $30, $40 extenders, they will actually bend that signal right around some of these obstacles. And it's bizarre. You can actually put a move. Sometimes you can move a router three, four feet up, down, left, right, off to an angle, 
and your whole increase is better to wherever you're sending that signal. I can also tell you this, for some odd reason, the signal seems to travel better down than up. It's weird. It's really bizarre. I always thought it was just like a big cloud that puffed out and it didn't matter, but it does travel down better. Yeah, and it's one of those things you need to play with. It's like the old days. you got to be a certain age to remember rabbit ears Absolutely. and television reception. But you just got to play with it. Yeah, you really do. Um, and, and they're really di- they're much easier to work with than people realize. You start looking at how Wi-Fi works. You can adjust the channels. You can adjust the, the, the thresholds, uh, the beam. There's lots of things inside that router. As long as you write down what you changed, in case you screw it up, you can go back and undo what you've done. And remember, whenever you're doing technical work, Google might just be your best friend. You can pop open a Google search box, type in your question in easy menu in English, and you're going to get probably 10,000 different answers. Your first several pages are probably going to be the most relevant. And remember, try to find websites that make sense. Everybody on the planet is going to give their advice. You might want to read a couple and kind of say, well, okay, which one is more commonsensical than the other? And try that. But write down what you change in the router so you can undo it. Phone number on the program, 651-989-9226. We're at the fair, but we'll still take your calls. 651-989-9226. Or you can text 81807. Busy day on the text line. Once again, 81807 here at CCO. Time for one more from the text line before we take a break for the weather. Uh, My laptop won't turn on. Is there still a way to retrieve files without taking the hard drive out? Uh, That's pretty difficult. Uh, That hard drive is going to have to be removed. Now, I've had several people bring laptops to me that won't turn on, and they think their laptop is dead. I try a new AC adapter, and up they come. Let's not count that machine out as dead just that quick. But if you want the data and you're absolutely certain it's dead, you got you got to take it out. And by the way, Steve, that really, that's a perfect learning ex- example. Jump online, try to search for a manual for your particular laptop. It's probably going to give you step-by-step directions on how to get that hard drive out. And then, then run over to Micro Center. You can pick up a little device for eight, nine dollars, plug it in and plug it in with a USB cable to your next computer and get your data. You bring up a good point, though, about uh, troubleshooting and kind of the uh, line or, if you will, the order of troubleshooting. Number one, do you have power? Exactly. Is the outlet good? It's a little the stuff AC- that'll get us. Yeah, but, it, I mean, that that's a great point. And, and following some sort of checklist on where you start before you get into the real big components inside. Absolutely. I, I have had a number of these AC adapters that have a light on them, and you plug them in and the light comes on, so, well, it must be working. You plug it into the computer, computer will start to boot and die. It doesn't have enough juice to actually get rolling. I put on a different AC adapter, and up it comes. This is really common. That's probably happened 20 times over the past couple of years alone. That Your computer might not be dead. It may just not be getting the right power. And those are pretty cheap. Yeah, you can go jump on eBay and get actual manufacturer equipment, generally $20, $30. If you're in a hurry, run over to Micro Center, take it right with you, your laptop, and they'll find a replacement for you. 
They're very rarely will you spend more than 60 bucks on something like that. Yeah, and usually they'll have that sort of stuff at Best Buy and other stores. Oh, absolutely. The nice thing about computers getting so prevalent in our world today, Walmart's carrying stuff, Target's yeah, carrying right. stuff, uh, Costco, Best Buy. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, should be right around the corner from your house. All right, quick break. We have the weather in a moment. More tech talk. We have Larry waiting on the phone lines. Larry's up first out of the weather. We have more text to get to. Here are the pertinent numbers. You can call 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. Doug Swinart is here at the fair. It is Tech Talk on CCO. It is Tech Talk from the fair. Doug Swinhart is here through 2 o'clock today. Coming up following the news and weather at 2 o'clock, it is Ask the Vet. Dr. Gene Gaski is going to be here at the fair, so if you have a question about your pet, uh, you're in business, you'll be able to talk to the vet next hour. And, of course, our State Fair broadcast today is brought to you by Lindus Construction. I had a chance to visit with Andy Lindus a little bit earlier today uh, following the Home Improvement Show. He's a busy guy, but uh, great to see Andy at the fair. It is 1.35, and... Uh, Doug, uh, let's go to the phone lines. Larry's been waiting a bit. Larry, you're on the air. You're on Tech Talk. Hello. Hello. Hi, Larry. Do we got you? Yeah. Okay. Can you hear me? Yep. You have a great show. I really uh, uh, highly uh, respect uh, your opinions and and advice. Thank you so much. You're talking about routers and Wi-Fi. How do you? I, I know you could hook like a USB hard drive to a router, plug it into the USB port. But how do you recognize that hard drive from both a Windows machine and a Mac? Did you have to mount the drive or something? Uh, if if you have a, a a modem or a router from CenturyLink, they've got the USB ports. If you need to log into that modem or router, whatever you want to call it. You have to make absolutely certain that Universal Plug and Play, capital U, capital P, small n, capital P, Universal Plug and Play is enabled. Once that's enabled and you log on to your computer, it should just automatically show up. And if you have problems with that, you give me a call and we'll walk you right through it. That is a wonderful, wonderful way to have an external drive on an internal network. All right, uh, good way to go, secure. Absolutely. Well, it's all internal. Okay. It's, it's all inside your house. Uh, that's why I say, you know, these routers and modems that we get from Xfinity, it's a tremendous piece of equipment. This thing is a DHCP server, dynamic host configuration protocol. So when you plug a computer in or you connect to it through a Wi-Fi, this little device gives it its own internet protocol address internal and routes all the traffic to the outside world and most of them come set up from comcast or CenturyLink. and you're going to love this steve to take 256 devices so you wow. shouldn't you shouldn't run out of space people have no idea what this 150 dollars piece of equipment does it's phenomenal all right uh, one of the things people generally have problems with when it comes to home computing and networking has to do with the printer. Wireless oh. printers can be tricky, and I bet you get bombarded with calls and emails on this topic. We've had pretty good luck, but my wife uh, works with this sort of stuff every day in her job uh, in the school. So, But a lot of people have trouble. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't, and it can be very maddening. Yeah, You know, there's a real misconception with these things. 
people were having so much trouble with these that HP, Brother, Lexmark, Canon, all the biggies decided to just let people connect them the way they thought they should connect them. People have the conception, they believe, that when you connect that computer to your printer, it's going directly to the printer. That's not the way you want to configure it. You want that printer talking to that modem or router just like a normal piece of equipment. That way, your whole entire network can utilize that piece of equipment through that router. If there's a PC that's talking to that printer directly, that's when the snafu begins. Because then somebody else has to actually go to that printer through another computer instead of the router. Keep that router as the hub. If you take it in a chain from outside the world to the modem slash router out to all your devices, the whole thing gets much, much simpler. All right. Good advice for sure. Uh, let's go to the phone lines again. Uh, Marie in New Brighton, you're on the air. Marie, hello. Hi, Doug. This hi. is Marie DeShano. Oh, hi, honey. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Jeez, it's been years since we've heard from you. How can we help you? Well, I hope you can. Okay. Um, a friend of mine from Wisconsin called and asked why I was always sending her erroneous emails asking her to get on a certain diet plan. And I asked her what the address was, and it's a Yahoo address, which I have never had one. And it definitely has my name spelled correct and everything. Oh, my. Um, yeah, somebody has picked up your name and created a Yahoo account. Um, you need to contact Yahoo support immediately. Have her email you these emails, and you can actually forward them from your gmail account to yahoo support they're going to want to know about this right away somebody has hijacked your id and that you want to put a stop to immediately yeah and doug one of the things that uh, her friend can do on the other end of the line is market as spam yes and her email provider will circulate that out and just say that's not me market as spam and that'll Put yeah. it into the put it into the bim. I agree. She still needs to work on it, but yeah. her friend can at least get them out of her inbox. Yeah, and if you have trouble with that, Marie, you give me a call next week, and we'll we'll make absolutely certain that we put a stop to that within several days. That's uh, Yahoo's going to want to know about this. They will actually go back and they will track the IP address of where this is coming from, and that individual or individuals they're in deep deep trouble. This is, it won't take them long at all. Thank you for the call. I'll hear from you next week. All right, from our text line, by the way, great way to go for all our programs, 81807, 81807, Dave Lee in the morning news, John Hines, Chad Hartman, uh, Paul and Jordana, Mike Max, Al Malmberg, 81807 gets you right into the studio or right out here at the fair. Uh, From our text line, I have a gig internet line at my modem. How fast can I expect when using wireless in the house? You know, this is interesting. People think because they've got this huge bandwidth coming into their house that it's going to automatically affect their Wi-Fi. It is not. That Wi-Fi device at the end is actually determining the speed of that. And by the way, I have actually tested many gigabyte lines. I think it's a little bit early to be buying them. The majority of the Internet just is not capable of handling that kind of traffic just yet. Now, 
you can be assured that whatever's going on, it's not going to be affected by your bandwidth. If you're doing a lot of streaming, a lot of gaming, then absolutely kick it up and rock and roll. All right, quick follow-up to that. Is it always better if you can plug in? Oh, no question about it. Yeah. You're going to get better internet speed cabled than you ever will with a wireless. Now, with that said, the new wireless technology, instead of using one channel, they're now duplicating it, and they're using double channels. By the way, I hate to be a name dropper, but Mac has been about five to eight years ahead of the Wi-Fi right out of the gate. A Mac laptop, a, a Mac Pro book, I get phenomenal speed out of these things. Sometimes as much as 90 megabits per second download on a Wi-Fi connection. I've yet to see a PC that can achieve that. It's coming, but Mac is really pushing this. The 802.11ac is your strongest and fastest connection. Router has to be capable of sending it. Your outside devices have to be capable of bi-direction in AC. But yeah, we're, we're getting there. I foresee the day that wireless will surpass the speed of wired because of the restrictions on the physical cable itself. But as far as today goes, you're going to have a much more stable and a faster connection if you use an Ethernet. So ideally with the desktop that sits in one spot the whole time, cable that up. Plug it in. And, And you know, when you're talking about wired networking, you don't have to hire a guy to come out and charge you $150, $200 a drop to put a network connection in. Here again, the technology is such to where if you know the pattern of your electrical plugs, Netgear, D-Link, Cisco, and uh, Linksys have equipment that you can plug into one outlet, plug into another outlet, and it will actually use your electrical line as an ethernet. And they're about 40, 50 bucks a pop, so you can virtually have cabled network without a cable. Because every home has copper they for do. the electrical, for sure. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Melissa in Carver, you're on the air. Hello. I have a question. Um, I can be in my Outlook and looking at messages, and then I need to reply to a message, or I can be um, Googling. All of a sudden, my computer, monitor, whatever, it will go off snap. And I'll just have the frown on the face, and my screen will be black. Uh, you're losing internet connection for some reason. Um, yeah, this is. Um, um, I would be looking at at your adapter. I uh, go into control panel and networking, and on the left side, if you're using seven, eight, or ten, you'll see network adapters, and get in there and find out how many Wi-Fi's you've got set up, how many networks you've got set up. Start by deleting all of the old ones, and you might actually have to go in and uncheck a setting that for that adapter is continuously seeking the strongest signal. You could, it could be as simple as a neighbor bought a new router, and they've got a stronger radio than yours. It could be that simple. Um, and if you have trouble with that, you give me a call next week. We'll connect, and we'll get you taken care of. All right, quick break coming up here at the fair. It is 1.46. 68 degrees, cool, cloudy, and breezy, but a comfortable day to be out and about, certainly at the fair. 
Right out of the break, we'll visit with Carol from Howard Lake. We'll go to the text line as well at 81807. That is 81807. Tech Talk here on CCO. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Doug Swinard here, Tech Talk. Uh, We're winding down. It's been a quick show today. Let's go to the phone lines here real quick. And let's go to... Carol and Howard Lake. Carol, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, Carol. Do we got you? Hello. All right. Uh, Carol needs to turn down her radio. Let's try Howie in Lakeville. Howie, you're on the air. Hey, Howie, what's up? Good afternoon. Say, I've tried to listen to the podcast on Tech Talks, previous editions. I used to listen on my computer. I had a program a quick time I could play them. Uh, quick time upgraded. I can't do it anymore. I put on iTunes, but nothing happens. What am I doing wrong? Um, I'm going to guess you're running a Mac. It's Windows. Oh, you're. Oh, um, your best approach here is going to be to download and install VLC Media Player and make that your default player. Also. Make absolutely certain that you have Google Chrome for a web browser and Firefox. And when you connect to play.it to get previous shows in either one of those browsers, it will automatically update the plugin required for that radio. Um, QuickTime is not so good anymore. And I would recommend that you consider taking that off off your PC. And thank you for the call. If you have trouble, give us a holler and we'll get you squared away. All right, uh, by the way, play.it in the search box. Put Tech Talk, and you should be able to get all the programs. Um, Let's go to the phone lines again. Let's try Carol. Carol in Howard Lake, you're on the air. Hello. Oh, good. Let's try this again, okay? All right. What's up, Carol? Okay, I've got um, every time I try to get online or at least turn my computer on, um, I can't get any response at all. It's like the wireless is interfering or the modem is interfering with my computer. Um, As soon as I turn on the computer, um, I get a black screen, and it tells me to either start in normal or in repair mode. And either way I try it, it won't go on. I'll get a, uh, enter the password just to uh, uh, start the... Now, to enter, put the disk in, the setup disk, or the backup disk in, you know. Yeah, you've got, um, I think you've got some hardware issues. I'm going to ask you to give me a call next week. We're going to take you into safe mode first and repair your Windows files. Um, and this is, um, this is not uncommon what you're fighting with. You're, 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 you're kind of going in circles and trying to get ahead on the Internet, but you've got to straighten out your operating system and get that going first. Once you got Windows optimized, the internet will be a much, much simpler to connect. So give me a call next week, and we'll we'll definitely get you squared away. We'll have Doug's number and email in a moment. That's coming up at the end of the program, and that's uh, uh, coming up on us very rapidly. So, Carol, thanks for the call, and hang on for that uh, phone number. Uh, here from our text line at 81807, 81807. I need your advice on a 15-inch laptop for emailing and surfing the web. Oh, my. If that, We're sitting here talking about this, Stevie. This, 
with with no other information than that, I have to recommend a, a Chromebook. If you're looking for a laptop that's going to put you on the net, simple to run, simple to operate, quick and easy and low cost, that's it. And there are a number of manufacturers creating Chromebooks. Stevie, how much did you pay for yours? Two fifty. Uh, I think it's coming up on maybe three years ago. Three years you paid. Three years ago you paid two fifty, and I think that's a fifteen inch, right? Yep. I. Hot, hot. I think Dan Cook's got one uh, very similar in uh, the control room. How here do you How do you beat that yeah. for two hundred fifty bucks? Well, in once again, if you're using it for business or design work or that sort of thing, you may need more computer. But if you're strictly using it to go online, uh, you have access to your email, Gmail account, all those Google apps, it, it's hard to beat. Comes with 100 gigabytes of space in the clouds to save files. Google, I think, has the real, real idea here. I think it's obvious to everybody at this point that as we move forward, our future is going to be online. And one day these computers are going to be just like a cell phone. Turn them on, they're come up instant, 20, 30 seconds like your Chromebook does now. You're going to go online. Yes, you have to have internet access, but let's face it, pretty rare where you're going to be in an area where you can't get some kind of internet access. So I think they're really, really going in the right direction. By the way, Google wants to go head-to-head with the MacBook Pro. Some of the new Chromebooks coming out are not $200. They're about as thick as a AAA battery. They weigh about two and a half to three pounds, and they are little powerhouses, and they're about a thousand to fourteen hundred bucks. Wow! But they're beautiful, beautiful pieces of equipment. Yeah, so they've got a full range of machines. I don't want to make a Google Chromebook sound cheap by any means, even though they're inexpensive to buy. The entry levels are great machines for the money. Yeah, and there, there's no upgrading to do every time you. Power it up. Uh, well, you're upgraded and ready to go. Absolutely. All right, Doug, we've got to run. We're out of time here on Tech Talk. We apologize uh, to the folks uh, on the text line and the phone line who didn't get on the air. But uh, we'll be back down the road. College football starts next week, the mm-hmm. Tommy season. But we will visit with you in October. Excellent. Uh, October 14th. And uh, hopefully we'll visit with you uh, from time to time. Uh, on weeknights, if Al Malmberg takes the night off, uh, it'll be good stuff. All right, Doug, real quick, phone number and email. Thank you, 651-552-9543, and, of course, WCCOTech.com, WCCOTECH.com, 651-552-9543. And thank you, Steve, and have a good day. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.